I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 27, 2019. It is Turnaround Tuesday. You are looking at a chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Today, we had what's known as a gap in crap. Before we talk about the bigger picture, let's first go down to a shorter term chart, an intraday chart, the same chart we looked at yesterday when we discussed the spike up at the end of the day. Here's the candle at the last 15 minutes of the day on the 26th, which was Monday. We had the same occurrence in the opposite direction last Thursday. You can see what happened. The market had a gap higher this morning and then had a perpetual sell for the most part the remainder of the day right up to the early afternoon time when the market basically found an assemblance of a low but really couldn't get off the mat, tried to rally, and then finished in a weaker position making what we have no choice to call but somewhat of a bear flag pattern, a bearish wedge pattern, something like this. Could it go higher? It certainly could, but this is the pattern that generally results in lower prices, at least on this chart. We're going to continue. We're going to look at a lot of charts. We're going to put all the puzzle pieces on the table. We'll assemble the puzzle, and we'll see what the picture tells us. Let's circle back to the big picture for a second and just do the quick refresher. What we have working here, the operating pattern is essentially a big bear flag pattern. This will generally do the same thing we just looked at, result in a move to the lower or southern side. The problem that we've been facing with this pattern is there's a lot of space between the lows and we'll just call it the 50 period moving average up here. This back and forth is what we call in the trading business as torture. Some can trade it, others can't. It's the market's job to make as many traders and as many investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. From a visual perspective, what do we have on the screen? What we have is a market that is weak, a market that has been fighting the lows, a market that is going to, at least by all accounts, break the lows if they go down and test it again. Is that a guarantee? Of course not. There are no guarantees across the market, but we know the market is weak. We know this pattern generally will play out in the lower or southern direction. We just don't know necessarily how and when. Today, they tried to rally the market above the 20-period moving average, hit it, fell away, the gap in crap. What is the hourly chart telling us? You see the same gap in crap. You see the same larger swings in both directions. We continue to discuss that. As the market remains and continues in a corrective phase, we will continue to see large swings in both directions. What else do we see? We see the same move downward and the same bear flag pattern developing. Is it finished developing? Can it gap down tomorrow? Can they gap up on Wednesday? Anything is possible. This is what the chart is telling us right now. It's telling us lower prices are likely. What do we have beneath price? We have a gap. 285.23. Now they made an attempt for the gap today, but did not come and fill the gap. So there are obviously 
two options running here. One is they come down and fill the gap. What happens after they fill the gap will be extremely important. Do they hit the gap and trade away from it in the northern direction? Or do they trade through the gap on the downside? We know hanging around the gap, if they're down filling the gap in the morning, hanging down around the gap, the longer they hang down around the gap, the more negative that becomes. The quicker they trade away from the gap, in this case in the northern direction, the more positive that would become for the bulls. What other options do we have to read this? The other option is, which was potentially happening earlier in the day today, is they came down to fill the gap, they missed it by quite a bit, but they did miss the gap and turned around and went in the other direction. In my opinion, and this is certainly Monday morning quarterback stuff, they missed it by too much to be one of those trick, trap, fool, and frustrate deals where they miss the gap by just that much and then trade away while there's a bucket of traders sitting there with open arms waiting at the gap. They never hit it. So they do that all the time, but I don't necessarily think that's what that was today, but that's in hindsight. That's definitely Monday morning quarterback. After that, after the attempt, if you want to call it that, a meager attempt at filling the gap, they turned around and it looked like they were making a valiant attempt. They went all the way up to 288. They failed again and they closed where they closed, you see, 286.84. How do we read that? Yesterday, we were discussing how 288 was important. Let's discuss it again. So yesterday at the close, the market ran up and closed at 287.97. It's roughly 288. Today, we had the gap in crap, and when the market did stage a rally, where did they go? They went right up here, making a high of 288.19, crapping out again. 288 is important. The market is fluid. It may not be important a week from now. Right now, in my opinion, 288 is important. It's certainly not the only important number. Inside the numbers members will have the other important numbers, both on the upside and the downside first thing in the morning. But on the upside, this is the first really important number that the market has to work its way through. Either it's going to work its way through or it's going to gap above 288. That was an opinion, but also based on what I believe to be an important number, 288. On the south side, again, 285.23 is the gap. Doesn't mean they stop at the gap. If they gap below the gap, that's very negative, that's good for the bears, that's not good for the bulls. And from a short-term perspective on the hourly chart, that's where we are. In between the gap and 288, it's almost like purgatory. Do we see anything different on the 120-minute chart? There's not too much of a difference, but there is one difference that does stand out. It is pretty obvious. It is this reversal candle. We'll see how that works out. We can certainly make a case in both directions. That's what I don't like about what's going on on the 120, even the hourly chart for that matter. Certainly, we can still look at this in terms of a bull flag pattern inside of a bear flag pattern. We talked about that last night. The problem is, for this pattern, now we have a reversal that occurred right here on the 120-minute chart. So we do have to be very, very aware and cognizant of that reversal. What's the high of the reversal candle? The high happens to be 289.95. What do you think the next major or important number is above 288? 
289.95. Could it be on either side of that? Yes, it could, but in general terms, that's the next important number in the northern direction. This is how this works. Getting a viewpoint back to the daily chart, considering where that gap is at 285.23, you can see getting below that, looking at the daily chart, we would begin to challenge the lows. Now, here's what the bulls have in their favor if, in fact, we do challenge the lows. Just about the only thing they can hang their hat on at the lows right now is the fact that we have some higher lows. Here's a low, a little bit of a higher low, a higher low, a higher low. What's going to happen here if we begin not to make higher lows That would be good for the bears, bad for the bulls. Before we move on, let's take notice of something. The spider was down. Well, this includes some after-hours activity. So what we'll do is use the cash market. That was down about one-third of 1%. Why is that important? Because the IWM, once again, has yellow tape around it. Here we are down 1.5%. The IWM got below the lows today, made a new low, but did not close below the low. But it did not close below the low by the skin of its teeth. There's no accidents. There are no coincidences in the market. The low right here happens to be 144.79. The close, 144.85 today, slightly above They had an opportunity to close it below. They chose not to. However, what we do know is there's nothing whatsoever bullish about this chart. I'll mention this for the IWM traders out there. Under normal garden variety market conditions, there would be support around 143 or so, give or take. The problem for me with that is the hover. We've been hovering, we've been trading away, and now very, very close to breaking the lows on a closing basis. You break the lows on a closing basis, and I'm not so sure 143 has much meaning at all. Here's the VIX. Let's get a look at the market, but flipped upside down. Daily chart of the VIX, while it doesn't look identical because the VIX is very erratic, However, it does have the same general look of the daily chart if you flip it upside down or simply envision the mirror image. It's essentially a big bull flag pattern. Here is the flag pole, and you're essentially pulling back like this. Maybe it's not a flag, maybe it's a wedge. You can choose to call it whatever you want. But the concept is that this is essentially winding up like the catapult we've been discussing. And under normal garden variety conditions, it takes off in the northern direction. What do we see on the 120 minute chart? Same routine. Here is that flagpole once again. And here is the flag. It's a little bit sloppy. But essentially, it's a bull flag pattern that will normally do this and run up to somewhere in the vicinity of, if not higher, test the highs all the way up here, if not bust through. If we have a drip lower, you're unlikely to see these highs surpassed anytime soon. However, if we have a put your seatbelt on, hold on to the rails decline, we will see those highs surpassed. Where to? Traders that have taken the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader can find it in one second flat. How about taking a stop down at the transportation department? Same routine or very similar routine as the IWM. The daily chart is essentially pointed down. Unless they save it, unless they hold this bottom here that's now being tested 
for at least the second, arguably the third time, unless they pull a rabbit out of a hat, sometimes if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's just a duck. How about the cues, the tech stuff? The cues were pretty much on par with the SPY today in terms of percentage down. Not a big volume day, not a high percentage day, but you have to look at the transports that were down about 1%, so certainly leading the queues, leading the SPY in terms of percentage down. Also, the IWM down about 1.5%, again, leading in the downward direction. We'll just go with the duck scenario for the time being. What starts to get the bulls excited in the queues? They've got to jump back above the convergence of the 120 period moving average right in here. Basically, they have to get above today's high. That doesn't mean they're out of the woods. It still means the bearish pattern that exists from the larger perspective is still operating. It's still intact. But if the bulls are going to hang their hat on something, they've got to get above today's high for starters. Do we see anything different in the XLF? We don't need to beat the dead horse. It's the same routine. We know the routine. We just talked about it three or four times. And we certainly know that without the financials, the market can't do the get up and go thing. Another duck, the SMH. Again, unless they pull a rabbit out of the hat, you have this bear flag pattern in operation. So certainly we can go back up to the top end of this range, make everybody believe things are fine, suck the bulls back into the market. We've read that book so many times, nobody here would be surprised. Again, we also have to take into account a couple of things. We're coming into a holiday weekend. Are they going to kill the market into the holiday weekend or are they going to make another effort to save the market into the holiday weekend? The chart tells us the inevitable is the inevitable. It's the duck at present. Until and unless something changes, it's still a duck, but we don't necessarily know the exact type of chicanery that could go on day in, day out. Should we place a vote on chicanery or shenanigans? I suspect shenanigans may win out. We'll find out. Let me make mention of one other thing. As it turns out, this is somewhat of a compressed video today. However, I did cover everything I intended to do. However, I was out today and I appreciate everybody's patience from inside the numbers. There were no intraday updates. I appreciate all the messages. I appreciate everybody's patience. We'll get back to business on hump day or Wednesday morning. I appreciate all of you, your constant messages. As you know, this is a pay it forward environment. The world is round and I do believe in karma. This is as good of a place as any to pull the ripcord for tonight. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.